0: Hey, everybody, Chris DeMakes, a podcast producer, Chris Vafalias here. I'm here to provide you with yet another sneak preview of the After Party podcast. For those of you who don't know, the After Party is our weekly podcast that we release to members of our supporting cast. We've built a pretty huge back catalog of episodes of the After Party now, and you can access all of them by signing up at ChrisDeMakes.com. Uh For a while there, you weren't able to directly access the After Party episodes through Spotify, but now you can. You can get them there as well. I personally use Apple Podcasts, and every week, the episodes of The After Party are automatically delivered to me. Trust me, the whole thing is easy. When you sign up, it gives you the easy instructions of how to get the episodes. It's no problem at all. It goes without saying that the episodes of The After Party are also ad-free, even though in this sneak preview episode that I'm putting here, there is a little ad break halfway through. Um, usually on the sneak preview episodes, I just put up like the first 15 minutes or so. And then I say, Hey, if you want to hear the rest of the episode, then head over to ChrisDemakes.com and sign up for our supporting cast. But you know, it's the holiday season. And I figured I'd put an entire episode up for all of you to check out, uh, people who are already members of our supporting cast. Thank you. By the way, have already heard this one a long time ago, but I thought this was a fun one to share with everybody in this episode, Chris and I discuss our favorite TV theme songs personally i think there are a few tv themes golden girls that are honestly some of the best songs ever so yeah enjoy the episode and if you're feeling generous don't forget you can sign up for our supporting cast at chrisdemakes.com and there's even an option to gift someone else a subscription okay that's all i have to say about that enjoy the show welcome to the Hey, welcome back to The After Party. What's going on, Chris? Not too much, man. I'm excited that today we get to talk about a very specific type of song. It's an art form in itself to be able to write a concise TV theme song. Some of these songs, I'm not even exaggerating. I think some of these songs are my favorite songs in general.
1: Yeah. They're, uh, it is an art form. And it's interesting as
0: you and I were researching this, we came across a lot of the same names. Yeah, absolutely, man. So we both came up with a list of five and we got a couple of honorable mentions at the end. And this was honestly very hard for me to narrow it down. I knew what my favorite was i know you didn't put yours in order but i'm gonna save my favorite for last anyone who knows okay. me is gonna know very obviously what my favorite one is but you know when you and i went over so we made sure we didn't have some of the same ones i think we did but uh what is your first one on your list first one i got here i i just i used to watch this
1: show as a kid all the way back Uh, In the 70s, late 70s with my grandfather, and of course it went into syndication. Uh, The theme song for Sanford and Son, it's just the funkiest jam. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I never looked into this song. That's what's so cool about doing this, Chris. And as uh, researching it, I found out that Quincy Jones wrote it. Of course, Quincy Jones uh, had his finger on in all kinds of projects, Michael Jackson being uh, probably the one he's most known for. In 1973, he released a record called You've Got It Bad, Girl, and there's a song called The Street Beater on it. The Street Beater is the theme song for Sanford and Son. I had no idea. The first 50 seconds of the song are the theme song, and then it goes on for another... Uh, two minutes the song's three minutes and six seconds long and it just keeps getting funkier and crazier I listen to the whole song it's really cool so that's uh that's one of my picks Sanford and Son theme song I love funk
0: and I love funky theme songs (laughs) and this one's not as funky necessarily but it was also partially written by Quincy Jones and the show's star Will Smith it's a fresh prince of (laughs) Bel-Air Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. I think you put this on at any bar or party, everyone instantly, (laughs) instantly starts singing along. I think about karaoke night at this bar in our hometown growing up. I remember my buddy PJ, this was always his go-to, was the Fresh Prince of Bel Air theme song. It's just a great story. Everyone knows all the words to it. I mean, it's it's a rags to riches story, quite literally. That song also
1: gave Will Smith a foray into into singing and, and being a a singing performer. And the show, I can't think of a bigger show in the late 80s. That was massive.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it was huge. I think, i like to think that I was already a DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince fan before the show. I think he had... Parents just don't understand. I don't know the timeline of it. I didn't research the timeline. You but- know, I now that we talk about, I think you are right. I think
1: that was beforehand, but it, it certainly I, they, the two just meshed together at some point. He just he just went to the stratosphere. His 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 celebrity was just huge.
0: Yeah, it absolutely launched him to the next level. But he was already kind of there. He was already all over MTV. But uh, yeah, I think that led to him being the giant movie star that he is. He was great on that show. He's like a, a great actor and just the master of everything he does. Will Smith, he's the man. Uh, what, what you got next on your list? Uh, The next one I got is a
1: song that uh, Less Than Jake has covered uh, before. It's called "Moving On Up." It's the Jeffersons theme song, and it's just another funky jam. Man, this just makes you want to get up uh, and dance. And I don't dance, Chris. So if I (laughs) makes me want to get up and (laughs) makes me want to get up and uh, and shake my two left feet, that means something. The song was a, a co-write between uh, Janae Dubois and Jeff Barry, and I was unfamiliar with them until I researched this, called Moving On Up. Uh, evidently, Jeff Barry used to sing this in his, in his gospel uh, uh, choir back uh, younger, uh, younger days, and I just love it. Every time it comes on, I, I, I loved the theme song coming on every week as much as I enjoyed watching the show. I thought The Jeffersons was hilarious.
0: Did you like 227, the spinoff of The Jeffersons? I didn't get into 227, (laughs) and
1: I didn't get into Sherman Helmsley's other spinoff where he was the reverend. I can't recall that uh, the show right now. Yeah, I can't remember either. Oh, I think it was called, I think it was called Amen.
0: Oh yeah, Amen! Yes. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I remember being so little. I, I didn't I didn't know the Jeffersons, you know, I think my time it was 227 and Amen were on whatever ABC or whatever, but uh, that, that's not my pick as my next song. But it's crazy how this episode is just leading from one to the other. Uh, just naturally, this wasn't planned. but Jeff Barry, who you mentioned as a writer on the Jeffersons theme song, he was the writer on the one I'm going to talk about next. Also a sitcom, but I would have never expected it. The same guy who wrote the Jefferson's theme song to have wrote. The theme song to Family Ties, which is called Without Us. I did before? What would we do, baby? Without us, what would we do? The ultimate easy listening song. Not funky at all. It's What Will We Do, Baby Without Us. Uh. And it is performed <laughs> by Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. Uh Denise Williams, many of you might not know, but maybe you will now, sang, Let's hear it for the boy from the Footloose soundtrack. So she was one of the voices on there. And Jeff Barry, I looked him up. It's insane the songs that he wrote, man. He wrote Be My Baby, Do Wah Diddy Diddy, Chapel of Love, Leader of the Pack, Sugar Sugar. (laughs) And the list goes on and on of these like classic 50s and 60s songs. And dude, the other person, the other writer on Without Us from Family Ties is Tom Scott who was a saxophonist in the blues brothers and he played with everyone from Randy Newman, <laughs> That's cool. George Harrison, Dolly Parton, Rod Stewart, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, what a duo, Jeff Barry and Tom Scott. You know, it's crazy looking into who wrote these songs, man. Yeah, I had never researched them before. I just kind of always knew what I liked and loved. All right, man. So, who do you got next on your list? next on my
1: list is a song by waylon jennings and i did not know that he did a full version of this song from uh, his 1980 album uh it's the dukes of hazard theme song just a good old boy never mean it no harm
0: beats all you never saw been in trouble with the law since the day they was born
1: there was two versions. He did a full song and uh, he did a version for the show. It wasn't like Chopped from the full song. Another one that less than Jake covered. Another one that less than Jake covered. Yeah, this song just... I think this and the Jeffersons just conjure up so many great memories as a kid. Even Sanford and Son. I, I would watch these shows with, with my grandfather, with my parents, and, and it was just uh, one of those wholesome family times that I, I just... I'll never forget it's part of my youth and they're just great memories and I think that's why they also uh, made it onto to less than Jake <laughs> records because they're just fun fun songs and the Dukes of Hazzard was just a, a really silly show it's it's hard to watch now as an adult because the scripts yeah. the scripts are so bad the acting's terrible but uh, for that for that time of my life it was it's uh, amazing memories and and the theme song's just catchy as hell.
0: It's amazing how some shows just don't hold up at all. <laughs> yeah, try try going back
1: and watching the A Team.
0: <laughs> Dude, try going back and watching uh Perfect Strangers. Yeah.
1: Tall on the my
0: dream. And... It's rough, man. It's rough. But there are some shows that do hold up which leads to my next one uh definitely a song a show from the 80s maybe even into the early 90s one of the greatest sitcoms ever and i believe one of the best tv themes ever i'm going with cheers And that is where everybody knows your name, which was written by Gary Portnoy and Judy Hart Angelo. And this is one of those songs that even became its own thing. It was even cracked into the charts, and was a song that people wanted to hear the full version of because it was so good. Yeah, that's uh,
1: it's an interesting one because that lyric, you know, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. I mean, who doesn't want to feel included, right? It's like the perfect lyric, and it's the perfect thing because
0: the show was centered around a bar called Cheers very very catchy very awesome reminds me of being a kid and i was always allowed to watch like the cold open of cheers before i had to go to bed so like that first (laughs) two minutes two minutes of whatever is going to happen the little jokes they make at the beginning listen to the theme song go to bed so uh that's that's a good memory for me gary portnoy who was one of the writers of that song? Also wrote songs for Air Supply and Dolly Parton. Really a fun fact.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, I, sure I I did. had never heard of uh, his name till today. That's that's really that's really interesting. And Cheers was uh, another one of those shows that was massive. And I want to say it was on for like twelve or thirteen seasons or
0: something. Yeah, and it it still pretty much holds up, man. So anyway, what do you got next on your list? Next on my list
1: is a cartoon. And it's from 1961. Uh, the Flintstones.
0: Ever, never knew. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. They're the family.
1: From the, the Bedrock, a right out of
0: story. That's right.
1: Written by Hoyt Curtin. Joseph Barbera and William Hanna and Joseph Barbera and William Hanna were also the show's creators so I'm not so certain that how much of a hand they had writing in the song with uh, Hoyt Curtin or if they just got included in the credits because it was some deal but uh, what an iconic uh, just famous song you just you know you know every word to it uh, after like the second listen it's so catchy alright Chris so what's, uh, what's your next pick what do you got
0: so speaking of the Flintstones and what's funny is you and I did not consult each other on our picks and it's crazy how Related so many of our picks are to each other, but this is another Hoyt Curtain amazing name Hoyt H O Y T Hoyt Curtain Jam. Uh, because he was the primary musical director for Hanna Barbera, but it is the Jetsons theme.
1: Meet George Jetson is by Al
0: Oh, man. Dude, the Jetsons theme is an insane piece of music. I didn't even realize it as a kid when I would watch the Jetsons, but go back and listen to it now. It is just, I, I would love to go see an orchestra play the theme from the Jetsons because it is wild changing time signatures and changing styles and just. Oh my God. It is just such a fun listen. And this Hoyt Curtin's a beast, man. An absolute beast. Well,
1: I'll tell you something. You just mentioned time signatures and key changes. When we did the TV EP by Less Than Jake, we really learned a lot about music. I know I did about just key changes. Some of those, these TV theme show songs are insanely put together. The Jetsons being a prime example. And it's just getting into the heads of these guys, I can't even imagine writing a song like the Jetsons or even San- like something like Sanford and Son. It's just, it's amazing.
0: It is crazy. These people are hired to write these songs for a reason. They write these songs that have stuck in our head forever. And once again, it's back to that thing about writing something so concise. You know, some of these songs are actually longer songs, like the next one I'm going to get into, my favorite of all time that I'm going to get into next. But You know, to be able to even take a piece of a bigger song and have it be that iconic and that memorable is a skill that is reserved for really the greatest of
1: songwriters. Yeah, and and The Jetsons was just such a cool cartoon. I mean, people were really, when that came out, and I want to say 60s was Jetsons, when that came out, people were really getting into the idea of space exploration, you know, talking about walking on the moon,
0: and it just kind of, the stars lined up with that show, and it was just, it was just a massive hit. Yeah, I like The Jetsons' idea of what the future would be like. <laughs> I wonder when they wrote The Jetsons, what they were picturing that year to be. It was probably 2000 or something. <laughs> uh, so I don't even think on the Jetsons they could imagine that we could be recording a podcast <laughs> or, or even a podcast or what a podcast was or that we could be doing this remotely and I could be looking at you on a phone or something like that. So uh, they may have predicted some things. I have to go back and watch. After these messages, we'll be right
1: back. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: we welcome a special guest to come take a deep dive into a one-hit wonder artist with us. And together, we decide if that artist brought the one-hit thunder or was nothing more than a one-hit blunder. You can find One-Hit Thunder anywhere that you listen to podcasts. So hit that subscribe button and join in on the fun each week. Now back to the show. So anyway, what's next on your list,
1: Chris? Well, uh, two out of my five were songs that didn't have any words to them. No lyrics, no singing. And this one's the Twilight Zone. show ran from 1959 to 1964. It was hosted and created by Rod Serling who just his intros to that show were just creepy in and of themselves. Uh, the song was written by Bernard Herman who also did the music for the movie Psycho with Anthony Perkins. I did not know any of this till I researched it but what a creepy song the Twilight Zone is. Do, 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 do. And the original song just the way it's put together is just it's, it's kind of
0: haunting absolutely man still creepy to this day i love it no totally totally creepy
1: and it's it's interesting how again a song doesn't need to have lyrics to capture you. you know when that song comes on you know exactly exactly what it's from and that's uh that's just testament to how good these songs were and how how the a lot of these same writers were writing uh, <laughs> writing all this stuff because they just had a knack for uh for getting in our heads so what's your uh what's your top
0: pick i know you had a top pick here so my favorite of all time has to be, thank you for being a friend, the theme from Golden Girls.
1: Thank you for being a friend. Travel
0: down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. And if you threw a party. Oh, yeah. Golden Girls is a show that, for me anyway, holds up. I mean, it has the laugh track, which, yeah, the laugh track has kind of gone the way of the Buffalo, minus if you're watching CBS. I don't know why some shows do have the laugh track, but Golden Girls is still funny. Those are four hilarious women put together with great scripts, uh, very progressive themes, being ahead of their time in a lot of ways, and it's still funny. It's still super funny. One thing I think is really funny about this, and I think this is one of those keys to a great theme song, is when I hear it, I always pictured that it was Blanche Devereaux singing it. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like that Southern Belle vocal delivery? Yeah, which is actually Cynthia Fee is the name of the vocalist, who, funny enough, years ago, I went digging. I'm like, wow, this Cynthia Fee, her voice is amazing. I want to hear more of her music. Couldn't find a single other song. Really? <laughs> Sang by Cynthia Fee. Nope, couldn't find anything thing. Uh, But what I think the way more interesting part is the song was actually already a song and it was written by Andrew Gold in 1978. And you got to go watch the music video on YouTube for this. of all it's an amazing song even when it's sung by him Cynthia Fee of course beautiful voice but Andrew Gold it's also awesome you got to see the video all the guys are so cool looking in his band and the song as a you know regular length the song is incredible it wasn't until we were preparing for this episode that I ever even knew this and I don't know why why I never looked into it more but it's awesome man I had no idea either and I'm
1: almost wondering Chris if it was a a copyright uh sync or, or a type of licensing issue where they had her resing, sing it so they didn't have to pay royalties to the original singer
0: Oh, I think he made royalties on
1: it. <laughs> well, I'm sure he made royalties, but there, there there, may have been a reason why. Maybe they wanted a female because the show's
0: centered around four ladies. It could, could have been something like that. Yeah, man, thank you for being a friend. Definitely my favorite theme song ever. Golden Girls is one of my favorite sitcoms ever, and that's my number one. You know, we got, it, we got some time here. We got to get into some honorable mentions. There's a lot of them. Didn't really do a lot of research on it, but I just want to talk about what are some other great ones, and also... Chris, I don't know if you thought about this. I'm going to spring this on you. Do you have any least favorite theme songs ever? Because I definitely have a, I definitely have a couple of those. I do. Uh, I, I never
1: was into this show, and this is my honorable mention only for the reason that I think the song's terrible, is the theme from The Love Boat.
0: Love, life's sweetest reward. Let it flow.
1: It floats back to you.
0: Ha, <laughs> ha, yeah. I just, I only remember The Love Boat. That's the only part Soon I remember. Soon to be
1: making another run. Yeah, that's that's the song. Um, I don't know. Just something about that made me want to stick an ice pick in my ear every time I'd hear it. I wasn't a fan of the show. I think uh, my grandmother did watch that show. Uh, another one I got on here is Laverne and Shirley, which I love. It almost made my, my top five. But uh, of course, another song that Less Than Jake uh, covered on the TV uh, EP and just, uh, just a great song we just break it our come doing it our way we won't try wow what's
0: what's the first part Lamiso, Lamazo, Is that what the <laughs> yes. words are? I don't know. I don't the words know. Are. Yeah, I'm
1: not really sure. It's funny. When we did the TV EP, we sampled that first part before we broke into our song because uh, I don't think anybody really truly knows what the hell they're saying there.
0: Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. Oh, such a good melody, man. It is. So, and so and, so good. and
1: the, the key changes in that song and the chord, the chord arrangements are, are just amazing. And again, another one of those songs that I was ta- I able to take a page from uh, in my own songwriting.
0: I got to tell you some of my uh, honorable mentions here. First one, which almost made my top five, except I was like, "Ah, I don't know that I can consider this a top five theme song, but the story behind it is probably enough. But the Jeopardy theme song. Wow, yeah. How often is that referenced in pop culture? You know, just... Anytime you're thinking about something, it's almost like that that song starts playing in my head every time I have to start thinking about something real hard. Mm-hmm. That's how ingrained into our brains that song is. But some interesting things that I found out about that song. First of all, that song was composed by Merv Griffin. So before he was a media <laughs> mogul, he wrote, well, I guess maybe while being a media mogul, he wrote the theme to Jeopardy. And really? Dude, this is... Yeah, I, I, this that's is good.
1: so weird that he I always thought of him as more like a uh, someone behind a game show
0: host or a talk show host. And what's crazy about it, this stat is going to blow your mind. Merv Griffin has made over a hundred million dollars off of that theme song because, you know, over 8000 episodes of Jeopardy have aired. And that song is played every time, not to mention all the times it's been used in whatever other shows, uh, movies, movies cartoons everything you know it's just a non-stop money maker probably till the end of time that is that is crazy i i had again i'm just kind of astonished that he had a he had a hand in that Some, and the money that he made off that is crazy by the way the song is actually titled think and it was written originally as a lullaby for his then five-year-old son pretty wild i think
1: i've learned more this episode uh chris than all the other five combined that we've done <laughs> <laughs>
0: we got to get into the uh, theme song writing game if there's a hundred million dollars to be made off a 30 second piece of music I know you know there's another one on my list
1: here that I, I just want to talk about briefly uh, I wasn't uh, a fan of this show uh, not because necessarily I didn't like it it was just I was I was trapped in a van uh, during this time in the 90s when this when this song was popular and I didn't have uh, you know my my phone in my hand to watch it on Hulu we didn't have those then but uh, the theme song to friends by the Rembrandts. And this song was literally everywhere. I I don't think the Rembrandts have another
0: song, right? No, definitely not. I I go back and forth on this one. I know that's a such a perfectly crafted amazing song that will stick in your head for all of time but i don't know that i necessarily like oh
1: it. i yeah i'm not I, I didn't bring it up so much of that i brought it up because when I, when I was researching for this episode it came up as the most recognizable tv theme song i don't know if that's necessarily true or not but i've seen it written a bunch so i think it's up there though because it, it is pretty recognizable cause mostly due, most due to the fact that that show was massive
0: yeah, that's that show was a phenomenon, and on top of that, it has every little it has the little claps. You can clap along to it. Uh, just everything about it is just perfect for a theme song. You don't get a more perfect theme song than that. I'll give it that for sure. <laughs> Do I want to listen to it? Not necessarily. Probably
1: not. No. What else? What else you got? I, I got one more I'd like to talk about after uh, after I hear your next one.
0: I got a bunch here. I mean, the Seinfeld theme song as a bassist, I got to give props to the Seinfeld theme song because that thing is a beast. That is the weirdest. Like, I don't even know what's going on there. It's like mouth sounds and bass <laughs> mostly. <laughs> I-, I love that one. And speaking of mouth sounds, uh, another one that I got to give credit to, I didn't really even watch the show, but for some reason, every time I whistle, and I can uh, only whistle at certain times, I got to like warm up to whistle, but is, let me see if I can wet my lips enough to do it, <laughs> is, I can't do it right now, but it's the Andy Griffith theme song. For some reason, every time I'm whistling, I start whistling that. I'm like, what? The- <laughs> yeah. I can't whistle that well on on cue, but dude, I, I mean, I like when I put that on my list. I'm like, what am I, 80 years old? Why am I putting this on my list? But that just goes to show you how good of a theme song that was. That I whistle that every time I'm by myself and I'm going to whistle. That is what I whistle. <laughs> real quick, a couple other ones I had as honorable mentions. I'll go through them real fast. But the monkeys. Oh yeah. It's the The monkeys theme song, incredible. Uh the I talked to you about the Gary Shanling show. Yeah, that made me laugh. <laughs> uh, it's so funny because it's a theme song about writing a theme song.
1: This is the theme to Gary Show. The theme to Gary Show. Gary called me up and asked if I would write his theme song. I'm almost halfway finished. How do you like it so far? How do you like the theme to Gary Show? This is the theme to Gary
0: Show. Which I think is genius. That's awesome. Uh, the Simpsons, Danny Elfman's masterpiece. Uh, just uh, that 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 song's insane, right? And then uh, I had growing pains you know as long as we got each other we got the world
1: spinning right hands, baby. you and me we gotta be the luckiest dreamers we as long as we keep...
0: and I gotta give a shout out I was I told my girlfriend that I'm <laughs> that I'm I'm doing this about theme songs. she said you better talk about Full House and yeah Full House is a beast of a theme song there you go
1: You know, as we've, I have a bunch more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say a couple of them brief. The, the facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. There's a time you got to go and show you grow. Uh, such a great oh yeah 80s TV theme song uh, iconic. I keep using that word, but just you know when you heard, when you heard that song come on, you knew what you were getting. Uh, and then the other two, uh, one another song that doesn't have lyrics. This was more of a I guess it's a TV show, but the People's Court, the original dun 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 dun. When that came on, you knew what it was, and I'm going to go really obscure here, Chris. I don't even know if I, if I were to explain this show, if you know what the hell I'm talking about. But the theme song's pretty cool. Uh, it was a series that ran from 1979 to 1981. It was called BJ and the Bear. Oh, yeah. About this trucker that had a chimpanzee that was his his partner. Do you remember this at all? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've heard of it. I've never seen it.
1: Yes. Yeah, so uh, the theme song to BJ and the Bear. I'd like to mention just for its complete obscurity and the song uh, again. When that would come on as a kid, I, I I knew what I was getting for a half hour. I was getting my uh, a truck driver with his monkey, which was cool.
0: Dude, I gotta mention one more that just popped in my head as a bassist that I actually play during soundcheck all the time, and I can't remember. I can't believe I didn't remember this till right now, but it's the Night Court theme song. Oh yeah, which is. <laughs> I always I always play that when I pick my bass up at soundcheck so I gotta give one more shout out to that one because uh, that's an awesome one And then I gotta mention my all-time least favorite theme song. Let's hear it <laughs> Dude. This just reminds me of going to my grandparents' house after school, before my parents got home. I would go next door to my grandparents, and it would always be on, and it always made me want to just, like, lay on the floor and die. And, which is ironic, because the name of the song is actually Suicide is Painless. It is the theme to M.A.S.H., the (laughs) all-time most depressing, terrible theme song ever. The song is called Suicide is Painless? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. Yeah, dude. The song, the actual song is called Suicide is Painless. I think that's another one of those songs that like actually became sort of a hit on its own. And the story behind the song is crazy. I don't remember exactly what it was, but basically I think it was somebody's somebody's nephew or somebody's son or something, who never even wrote songs, wrote the words to it. You know, the actual theme song doesn't have words, but it is something that like. suicide is painless. It brings on many changes. And I can take or leave it if I please. which explains why it's such a depressing terrible theme song (laughs) yeah and it's interesting that that was such a
1: popular show and that that song was I you know i guess accepted by fans of mash but what a depressing song that's a that's a good pick chris You, you you tied it up well here at the end
0: yeah i mean i never actually watched the show because i hated the theme song so much maybe it was a good show (laughs) they would have made
1: it to 10 million viewers but they just they were stopped short because you wouldn't watch it because of the theme song
0: yeah yeah (laughs) it was like one of the biggest shows ever i know but uh yeah depressing theme song right on Um, well hey everybody thanks again for joining us for another after party
1: we'll see you next time
0: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.